Good morning. As we continue in the morning devotion, I'd like to ask everyone to stand for the reading of the scripture, if you can. And the scripture will be coming from Genesis, and I'll be reading verses 1 through 6. Genesis 3, and I'll be reading verses 1 through 6. Now the servant was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, As God indeed said, you should not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you should not eat it, nor should you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knoweth that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing the good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of it, of its fruit, and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Thank you for the reading of God's word. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this special day. This was a special day. The only kind that you make us special. And so we receive it as that, as a special day. And we get to be blessed this day, O oh Lord. Oh God, we pray that we might be separated from any and all distractions. Bring our minds to a point of openness that we are receptive of your word and we rely on your spirit O oh God to separate that which is cause versus that which is of you so we pray for less cause and more you at the end of the day O oh Lord we pray for your uh, special power to do that which we've been blessed to do in the name of Jesus, amen. I know if you're like me, you're tired, tired of preachers preaching the same old, same old text. Genesis, third chapter. Don't y'all know anything other than, than that? So we're going to ask that you suffer with us today as we go back to the beginning. The, the first dilemma that the human family faced is one that continues to dog us to this very day. And it could be expressed in the language we find in the first verse of, of chapter 3. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, and, and, and here's where we will focus our attention on this small portion of that verse. Yea, hath God said, hath God said. 
And that is the question that's continuously on the heels of humanity. Isn't it interesting that of all the questions that Satan could oppose to the human family, he chose that one. Hath God said? He doesn't say, look, uh, why did God create this or that? Why, why, why did he do this stuff? Why did he create you? Where are you going? Why? But he, like a laser, focused on questioning whether or not what God has said is what he said. And that's the fundamental question that each one of us have to contend with daily. Our society contends with all of humanity, consciously or otherwise, Because in the end, it will be the only thing standing. What God said. Virtually every issue that we face today is related to and or is a derivative of have God said. Satan fully understands the power of the word, even if we don't. He does. That is why he trained his focus, his vision, his purpose, his everything on causing man to first reject the word outright, And failing to do so, then to distort the word, to cast doubt on the word. For the saved, this desire is for us to self-isolate from the word. See, listen, once you once you give your life to Christ. Don't, don't make the mistake of saying, oh, I lost that one. I'm, 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 I'm a move to... No. <laughs> that ain't the way it works. For he knows that if he can separate us, that we become fair game to the walls of the devil. Slide two. So I'm going to have to describe slide two. It is uh, two gentlemen... One with his arms embracing the other, and uh, the gentleman who's being embraced can't see that the other man has an axe behind his back. That's Satan, pretending to be your friend, pretending to offer comfort and consolation. But he has a plan for you. We all know that plan because the word has told us what his plan is. John 10, 10. For it is the deal to kill and to destroy. And nothing changed. That is still his plan is to, to, to steal, to rob you. 
And he will do everything he can to accomplish that, even if it means giving you something. The purpose is to really steal from you. He won't be happy until you are dead. The devil never is interested in building. Even when it looks like you are, you're seeing seeing congregations or movements build and grow and expand, and you go, but they ain't preaching the gospel. Don't worry. Satan's got a plan. He will disguise that plan in such a way that sometimes appears to be contradictory. How, how, how could he destroy it by building? In John 8. If you would please, John 8, verse 44. John 8, 44. Here's who we're dealing with. Ye are of your father, the devil. These are, is it, you know what, what, what's strange about this verse? He's talking, he, he's talking to church folks. <laughs> we got this false impression of all the bad people out there. Well, that ain't all the way the way it works. Ye are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father ye will do. Even if you're not aware that you are doing it. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. So here's how it goes. You got two choices. It is either of God or of Satan. If, if it's of Satan, it is a lie. You have your own. All you have to determine is this of God. Has God said? The answer is no, I don't care what, what, what it is or how sweet it may sound to your flesh. It is all the devil. Uh, so, so before we left the uh, state of Washington as an example, every state is interested in garnering additional revenues. And we all go, yeah. So they came out with this bright idea. Well, you know, we got we get all we got all these potheads in the state of Washington. You know, we ought to get in on that. See, if we legalize it, we can get our share. You, you never guess where 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 the, the pot shops set up after legalization in Washington, next to college campuses. a win-win. The potheads, you know, the top class, go in and get up, get, get, the state get there. We all happy. That's how Satan works. Even when it sounds good, that's who we're dealing with. That's, that's who 
Grandma and Grandpa came in contact with in the third chapter of, of, of Genesis. Have God said. And as the, the esteemed legislators pondered whether or not it was wise to proceed with the legalization of marijuana, recreational marijuana, uh, marijuana You would have thought somebody in that deliberative body would have said, how does it square with God? Have God said? In an odd way, Satan mimics some of the attributes of God. And that, 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 that don't even sound right. Satan being like God? Yeah. All right, put your shoe down. Don't, 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 don't. Put your gun down. Don't, 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 don't pull the trigger just yet. But consider this. He's no respecter of person. He don't care who you are, how much money you got, how much education you got, whether you're poor, you're rich. He don't care. He takes them all. All comers. The ugly, the handsome, the skinny, the fat. He don't care. He don't care, you black, white, green, purple. He takes them all. God is no respecter of person. He's immutable. God is immutable. He changes not. Same said, I'm just like me. How I was in Genesis is how I am today. you think as much time as he had, he would have cleaned up his act. God desires that all will come to a state of repentance and spend eternity with him. Satan desires all will spend eternity with him too. Our Lord and Savior is, in essence, pure. So is Satan. God is pure good and goodness. Satan is pure evil. He doesn't have like a spark of evil. He is top to bottom, in and outside, evil. Like God. Satan faithfully rewards his followers without fail. But that which he rewards is corrupt. So there he is. That grandma, that mind of her business, whatever that was, and out of the blue, there he was, Satan. Hey, now look, I, I just don't want to talk. Look, I'm not making any accusations or not. I just, I just got a question, simple question. Yep. He didn't jump up behind a tree and say, "Oh, here, I'm gonna stick you." Hey, look, I just happened to be passing by. Just, well, 
Just have, have a toe, that's all. I'll tell you what, he hasn't changed, has he? He just... I'm not here to cause a problem. (laughs) You know. Uh, Just want to tell, that's all. And and just a harmless, simple question. If God said, this opening scene in... Genesis is like that movie, which I can't think of the name of, where the main character, he wakes up every day and relives the same day over and over and over again. That's us. Satan every day enters into the presence of man. It's the same deal. If God said, so, so you know, Pastor 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 Smith, you know, he's kind of like a broken record. Uh, you know, waking up and spending time with God. You know? <laughs> uh, because every day we face the same challenge. And the solution to our problem or problems that we face always rests with how we answer the question of, has God said? Because we all got problems. Y'all thought I was the only one that had problems, huh? <laughs> we all got problems. Now, some of us are better disguisers than others, better actors than others. How are things going? (laughs) And Satan stands ready to help us with our problems. See, God knows. You don't have to spend all that time praying. You got you're busy today. That dust collecting on your Bible, you'll be there tomorrow. Don't worry. I I I, I wish I could could uh do an impersonation of Pastor McNeil. Eat the Bible! Eat the word! Eat the word! Okay, Pastor, we heard you the last time. You said that last week. Satan wants to convince us that this movie is a different movie than the one we had yesterday. No, uh, his radio station, his TV station, his channel ain't got the one thing on it. You know where I'm going. I I'll, eventually I always end up in this Ecclesiastes thing. So, okay, here we go. Ecclesiastes, first chapter. 
Here's what he says. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. No new sins. Uh, no, no new challenges. No, no, no. Verse 10, listen to what he says. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new. It hath already of old time, which was before us. Uh, There's a saying, but fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you. Something like that. I probably screwed it up, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Satan might be late. <laughs> they keep falling for it. Time and time again, the same trick I played on Grandma Eve. Now let me ask you. We got, we got a bunch of football fanatics in here. You know, they can't wait to... You can, you can tell them how, how, when they leave the parking lot, you, they always, <laughs> they can't, yeah, they, they're the ones looking at the clock right now. <laughs> yeah, and something goes something like this. Uh, what I know about football, I learned from my wife. Uh, see, when the, when, the, when the team, when the team is moving the ball, right? And uh, every time they get this guy the ball, he went over there. They get like they they gain like five hundred yards. And the next time they they do say, give me that guy. He went over there and he, another five hundred yards. He says that boy is killing them. And 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 and, and so they say, well, as long as I keep working, we're gonna keep doing that. That that that's that. That, that's the coach's, somewhere in the coach's handbook, somewhere I say, hey, you get the ball, you got a guy, he, he went 500 yards, you keep, 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 keep doing it. On page 47 of the coach's handbook. Where'd he get that from? The devil. If it ain't broke, why fix it? His plan is still working. You want, you want proof of it? Look how crazy the world is. And you think he's going to change? No. Give this guy, he run that way and get 500 yards time and time again. And we said, I want what play he's going to run next. Well, he's going to kick the same one. Many of our brothers remember First uh, Corinthians ten thirteen for no temptation uh, uh, except which is common to man. We are not worried about you know we're gonna be overtaken by some something new, something novel, something creative. Saying is not creative. No test, no temptation 
shall overtake you. And everything you encounter is common to the human family. So I get when I get sick, I don't care how. So so so. Uh, so a few years back, when I was uh, when they when they took out one of my kidney, <clears throat> so I was in the hospital, right, and in, uh, in the recovery room. And there's a whole bunch of uh, folks just just been cut on it, put all in there, and feel all moaning, groaning. <clears throat> now. I didn't care how much mourning growing those other people. All I cared about was mine. And and that pain didn't make me feel any better at all. The the, the point is this. Uh, we, we, We live with the perception that when it's raining at our house, it must be raining all over the world. No, it's just coming. It's just coming. Everybody going to get some rain. Sin comes at us no matter who we are. He's a one-trick pony. Half God said remains the question, the issue. And every, every, did I say before, every issue that we face today can be traced back or is a derivative of or related to? Have God said? When God speaks or spoke to the issue of the family, very clearly have God said, we can say his, his plan for a married man and woman and of soul blessed with children. And any other arrangement, no matter how well intended, will produce dreadful consequences. <clears throat> you know, one of the things that us straight people gotta deal with is that we 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 you know we didn't get all up tight during the 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 the, the shaking revolution. Oh, we acknowledge eh, they shouldn't do that. I mean, we want we want preaching and mourning and growing about all that shaking up going on. Then we got all bothered, hot and bothered on the collar when the gays came out. Ah, them dirty nasty gays. Well, maybe because it was my daughter shaking up, and my son was shaking up, and my cousin was shaking up. And, yeah, you know, they all not to, but yeah. but those nasty, low down, gay folks. We 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 provided the. The atmosphere, the the environment to accept perversion. Why didn't why didn't why didn't we stand on our box and say, "What has God said?" And 
those non-merit folks are living out the consequences of how Satan repay those who follow his ways. Slide five, which you can't see. There's a picture of a little girl bracketed by two men. And them uh, affectionately holding her. And, and nothing, uns- nothing, you know, sorted, just. But that was a picture that God didn't plan. Uh, slide seven is a picture of a family. Of, uh, of a family uh, mother, father, and three kids, I believe. That same picture in slide nine, same picture except there was no father. Just mother, kids, no father. You see? You see? You see? Where was Adam? He was AOL. Where are men today? In many instances, they are AOL. This is all playing out the same way again. In Mark three twenty seven, no man can enter into a strong man's house and store his goods, except he will first bind the strong man. When it comes to the family, hath God said it's okay for this to be a family? No, He has defined what a family is. And unfortunately, that plague has hit the black community in devastating ways. There's a reason that virtually none of our elected officials, black officials, want to speak to this issue. There's a reason. Because it places squarely on our shoulders to address it. They've convinced ourselves that, that, that the white man is a boogeyman and, and under every rock there's a racist ready to take our civil rights. Now I love my civil rights. And you ain't going to get them without a fight. But if you look around, next time, listen, next time you have a family gathering, Oh, try this. This is what happened to me. And I shared this with some of you. You have a big family gathering. We have, we have a big fam- family gathering, six or 70 people. I want, you, I want you to take a close look and ask yourself this. How many of them, how many of them? If they're like in my case, a whole lot of baby mamas and, and I know I shouldn't be talking about my family like this. But 
Satan seeks to destroy the family because he knows that it pays generational benefits and dividends. Eighty percent or so of folks that look like me come from households led by mothers. We've seen this movie before. Displace the man. You got problems. That's God said. Well, my reading of scripture, what God has said that he created male and female. Yet, in our advanced state, we said, well, you know, uh, humans are, quote unquote, non-binary. What is that? I missed that class. Now, I, now, I, I was never the smartest kid in class. <laughs> yeah, I did my time wearing the dunce cap, okay? Non-binary? What's that all about? Have you noticed? There's, a, there's always a cry. Yeah, follow the science! Follow the science! But then when it comes to supporting our perversion, we, well, <laughs> we don't want to even bother with that. Non-binary, similar with bi-bi mean two. There's no such thing as two genders. You know, that old-fashioned, that old-fashioned thing that y'all church folks keep talking about, male and female. You need to open up your mind. Now, look, I'm just asking a question. I'm just asking a question. Is it just two? I, I, I just have a, I, I'm just, I, I, don't, I just want to have a conversation. And somebody else say, hey, Carl, that, that's good, but what did God say? He made male, female, in all story. Well, I was born this way. God said, male, female. Oh, but I don't feel like that. I, it's male and female. Oh, but the government said that. I, it's male and female. Endless genders. So a little while back, a Supreme Court nominee appeared before Congress in the nominating process. Having gone to the best schools as the country had, had a distinguished academic career, in the course of that hearing, the question was asked, quote, can you provide the definition of woman? Answer, I can't. I'm not a biologist. Now, look, none of us got all upset over there because you look like us. That's what we are. Oh, oh, somebody said, look, hold, can we have a time now? Uh, somebody got one of these books. Let's see what it says. Slide 10, which you can't see, is a scene that was uh, of, a, of a setting of uh, a picture that was taken January 
2021 in the Oval Office. Uh, the Secretary of Defense on one side, flanked to the President who's sitting at his desk, and our Vice President on the other side. And our President was signing an executive order permitting transgender persons to serve openly in the military. Part of that executive order authorized the military to also pay for their transition to whatever gender they decided that day they wanted to be. Well, you know, all the politicians are the same, right? You know, one got a D and one got an R, they all, they all have God said was the question. I got this picture of God, this huge, giant megaphone. And through the clouds, he pushes down, he says, oh, oh, I'm here. What did I say? Yeah. Well, you know, God, uh, to my, my understanding of Scripture, what he has said concerning male-female intimacy is to be confined to marriage. Now, I may not like that, may not agree with that. But at the end of the day, it's still what he said. You know, God just don't want to have a good time. He just don't want to have fun. Uh, my my wife, uh, she uh, at our house we watch old western, old black and white westerns, and uh, and house shows. <laughs> oh, and it's Saturday's college football. Now. Uh, by the way, men, women, you don't have to listen to this. Listen, if you let your wife control the change of you or handpick, I'm just telling you right up front. <laughs> and so we don't, I, 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 look, I'm not going to soft pedal. It is what it is. You are handpick. At my house, I control the TV changer. <laughs> now, she told me what channel to put it on, but... <laughs> She was in rap form yesterday, so uh, I'm in my usual posture. <laughs> she said, put on, she almost touched the phone. I'm flipping through the channel. No, no, I put the number in. I don't know what the number is. <laughs> it's 832 or whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know, something after my finger there went to the road. <laughs> That's it all. <laughs> Uh, but I control the TV change in my house. <clears throat> now, why did I mention that? <clears throat> I got distracted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but, but there's a, there's a. See, uh, one of the things that always get me. Okay, so, and you, if you watch, you watch these shows, right? So, you know, there's some couple looking for a house, apartment, whatever, and. Uh, it's, a, it's always a couple, right? Almost always. 
And the ones that just bother me is, is where uh, you get a male and a female, and they, they're going to buy a house, and they're not married. <clears throat> you know, that, don't, that, don't, that ain't right. Shouldn't they be married first? You know, let's see. So, we, 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 here's what God, God, uh, God's order, you know, is, is meet woman, fall in love, get married, uh, then buy a house. They buy a house, have kids, and maybe get married. But something wrong with that. We just, we just go ahead. They just have to keep a couple. Hmm. God, throughout his word, you can see and discern that he's a God of order. Remember the third chapter of uh, Genesis. It's, 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 it's in creation. And uh, I, I mean... Uh, the third day of, of creation. There's a reason God created land before he created grass. There's a reason he created the sun and the moon before he created the earth. He's a God of order. Can you imagine how we've been there? Hey God, why don't you make a cow? Oh, he's oh, well, we... Somebody, well, we, we make a cow before we make the moon. No, that, that, that God is a God of order. And you get it out of order, there's problems. Has God said? Yeah. The issue of the, of the unborn. Why are we where we are? Because we've neglected to listen to God. Unborn, as Brother Porter refers to them, the image bearer. The unborn image bearer, uh, a.k.a. what we call a baby. The world, the world, the world can you imagine? My great-grandfather, my great-grandparents, uh, I always say they, they, they shot their way out of the fifth grade. They, they knew and when they saw her with Big Daddy, they go, that's a baby. My grandma then say to my grandpa, hey, what, what, is, that, is, that a, is that a tumor or something in there? Is that a, a, a overgrown pound or something? That's a baby! That's a person! God spoke to Jeremiah. He said, look, uh, before you showed up in your mother's belly, I knew you. You weren't a lump of tissue. You were a person. One of my favorite verses, one th- uh, Psalm 139, verse 16. If you get a chance, look at one, 139, verse 16. You got, you got, you got some problems with uh, when life starts and all that kind of stuff. Look at that verse. He says that he knew me, knew my substance. And that word substance comes from a Hebrew word that means embryo. That's a person. Why 
are we wrestling with abortion? Because we neglected what God has said. Every question, every issue we face stems from what God said. God said there's only one way. And it's become accepted to declare, even in church circles, to accept, well, well, yeah, is there one way? Yeah. It's like I can't get it out. It hurts. Is there one? Is, is Jesus the only option? Carl Lentz, the, uh, uh, president, uh, uh, the pastor of, then pastor of huge New York City mega church, Oprah, sitting here in the backyard, and she says, uh, hey, Carl, is, them, is Jesus the only way? Well, we don't get into that kind of thing. So Joel is on TV, national audience. Hey, 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 uh, hey, hey Joel, is, is, what about non-Christian? Well, <laughs> uh, well, you know, we want to make people feel good. Living aside from that which God has said. Pastor, I, I just thought about this. Pastor, in his uh, prayer, if you follow the uh, debate concerning the, the national debt. You're aware that we are, for the first time in our nation's history, $33 trillion in debt. Now, I, that, that's, just, that's just a number. I, I, can't, I can't relate to that. And if you saw that number, it's got so many zeros. It's like, wow, is there such a number that, like my, grand, my grandbaby, she said, make up numbers that could billions, billions, zillion dollars, right? Yeah, that's what it is, baby. It's all big. You can't... Somewhere in the scripture, it talks about the debtor being a servant. Ooh. Guess who the largest holder of American debt? Uh, actually, actually, the second largest. China, uh, Japan is the first. China, over $800 billion. But we're going to go to work with, with China, right? They go, hey, pay up. <laughs> you pay up first. Somebody, somebody in the halls of Congress ought to go, go to the book. And say, in, I think it's a proverb about, about the, the, the lender and, and servant. Oh, shouldn't. Every issue, every. Listen, we want to think somehow. There's this group of a body of questions that humanity has to wrestle with that somehow is alienated from the word of God. It's not. Still, it is righteousness that exalts a nation. We've decided really what it is is how many tanks we got. How, how many computer, how much computer, computing power we have. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, the fact that the, the U.S. dollar is the world currency and if we don't like you, we'll just 
not, not, not allow you to buy goods and services from the rest of the world. Hmm. Hold on, I'm almost done. This past February, the annual prayer breakfast was held. Pastor, I, I, I know you're a very sensitive man, but I have the uncomfortable assignment of breaking some news to you. You won't be invited to the next prayer breakfast. But if by chance you sneak in, they're going to make sure you don't get a chance to say nothing. Now think of this. This is America. Christian mission. Guess who the keynote speaker was? Oh, it was um, uh, MacArthur. No, I don't think so. It was King Abdullah II, a devout Muslim, believed to be a, a, a direct descendant of Muhammad. What kind, of, what kind of prayer can you have in that situation? Well, if the phone rings when I get home and it's, and it's the... The the uh, folks who oversee putting the prayer breakfast together, and they say, "Hey, cause we're looking for a theme, and what you got in mind?" I say, "Look, uh, try this one on for size from Habakkuk three two. Oh Lord, in wrath, remember mercy." We are in trouble. We are in deep trouble. Why? When Satan whispered into our consciousness, have God said? There was a time when you could display the word of God. I'm so old. Let me tell you how old I am. You're not going to believe this. You're not going to. You're going to think easy. Lord, this man is crazy. Somebody get him out of here. I am so old. I can remember a time when I could go to school and somebody prayed. Really? Yeah. We started in our home room and somebody prayed for that today. My oldest son, we were blessed uh, to raise our kids and by today's standard would be a a fairy tale like setting. The the principal of the we only had one high school. The principal of, of the high school got word prior to graduation that uh, the school would face a uh, a challenge, a legal challenge, if during commencement they had prayer. 
And so there was a little buzz around, what's going to happen, what's going to happen? And uh, we had uh, a principal, uh, everybody called Mr. Reynolds, General Reynolds, because he ran the school like a military camp. And prior to, just prior to the start of, of the uh, graduation exercise, he stood up and he said, we pray at Pasco High. I go, this ain't going to go well. <laughs> this, is, this is not going to go well. <clears throat> he says, pass. But I thought, how, how, how far we've come when it's a sign of courage to pray over our children. Where it takes boldness to pray publicly for our children. How far? I'm glad he did it, but it, it was a statement of just how far that it took. It took courage. Let me share this with you before I close. You may not recognize this, and he may not see it as such. But many of the messages that come across this pulpit. We live in a day and time where it's, a, it's an act of courage. It's an act of courage to stand and say what God says. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we thank you for still being God, still demonstrating your sovereignty. Lord, uh, help us to recognize the fight that we're in. Help us, without regard to cost, be committed to following your word. Your word is true. Lord, we pray now that you forgive us for when we've Cowtowered, knowing the truth, but fearing the truth. Lord, give us a boldness to speak truth. Now, Lord, if there's a person here today who's saying, I don't know, I've not made a decision yet, but now I'm ready to give my life to Christ. Thank you, Jesus. For coming into my life, I believe that you died for my sins. And I believe that you are the only way by which I can enter into glory. If there is that personal, Lord, at the time the invitation is extended, Lord, I pray that you give power to their legs as they come forward. Now cry. Because they've heard what thus said the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen.